the continuing volatility of markets and recent indicators of economic performance confirm that challenges remain. For this reason, policymakers will remain in close contact, monitor developments closely, and stand ready to take additional steps as conditions warrant. Hello and welcome to NPR's Planet Money. I'm David Kastenbaum. And I'm Dan Costello. It's Friday, November 14th. It's about 10 of 3 in the afternoon here in New York. That was Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke you just heard speaking at a news conference in Germany. Some folks are hoping the Fed will lower interest rates again at its next meeting, which is about a month from now. The Fed's key rate is at around 1% now. They don't have that much more to go. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to hear from a man who, in the early days of the crisis, told us he just did not believe the U.S. economy was heading for a cliff. We asked him if he still thinks that. But first, the Planet Money indicators. Dan, what do you have for us? Well, we saw more bad news today, everywhere from the mall to Silicon Valley. Retail sales plunged by the largest amount on record, about 2.8%, since the largest amount on record since November 2001. We all know what that was. It was right after 9-11. The decline was mostly in autos, but there were big drops in products from furniture to bedding. So people are just not buying enough stuff. I think they they basically just stopped buying stuff. And a lot of it does seem attached to, other than autos, a lot of it does seem attached to homes, you know, so... But right. it, it's starting to spread. But for them, that makes sense, right? We shouldn't say go out and spend more than you have, right? It's just it does turn up in these numbers that we read to you here. Yeah, and if everyone stops buying, it affects everybody, right? Uh, out in Silicon Valley, the news was not much better. Tech giant Sun Microsystems announced today that it is planning to cut up to 6,000 jobs, or about 18% of their workforce. And this sort of weird thing happened. Sun's shares have now fallen so steeply that they crossed this threshold where... The market value, so if you add up the price of all the stocks out there, that number is lower than the amount of actual cash they have. They have more money than it looks like the company's worth. Can you explain that, actually? I mean, it's, it's bad news. It means that investors believe that they're going to burn through this money, that, that, that horrible things are coming uh, around the corner. And so they literally say this company's worth less than the amount of cash they have in their bank accounts. And so Sun disagrees, but, but onlookers say there are basically two things that could happen here. Sun could either file for bankruptcy or... A bigger rival like HP or IBM or Dell could come in with a really low ball offer. But other people think they're, they're definitely headed for bankruptcy. As a lot of investors do. So is there any good news? Well, look, we're not all about bad news here, right? So we, we try <laughs> to find something. Uh, anyone going to England in the holidays just got a big jump. Uh, the pound is at its lowest level against the dollar in six years. It is about 1.49 pounds for the dollar. Also, anyone who's buying a gift card this year has a little good news today. The FDIC said they are actually guaranteeing the amount of money people put on gift cards at the retailers. That sounds totally crazy to me. I mean, that's like we were – they're insuring banking savings accounts. They're insuring money market accounts. They're insuring uh, bank debt. And now they're insuring gift cards? They're they're insuring $100 gift cards at your local Best Buy. Yes, they are. And the reason they're doing this is that – Earlier this year, when Sharper Image went bust, they had about $20 million in outstanding gift cards, and they said they weren't going to pay for them. They weren't going to honor them, and so the FDIC came in. They're also looking forward to Christmas, when gift cards account for about 10% of all retail sales. Right, but we're bailing out Sharper Image now. Now we're bailing out Sharper Image. (laughs) The list just grows and grows. One person out there who is not so worried by all this is John Cochran. He's an economist at the University of Chicago. And the last time I talked to him, he said he just did not see this global Armageddon that everybody feared was over the horizon. And he made this great analogy about a foxhole. And I 
got this vision of uh, General Bernanke calling me from the foxhole and saying, we need a nuclear strike. Um, and uh, <laughs> us sort of as the citizenry saying, OK, uh, Ben, you know, you're, you're seeing stuff that we don't see, but nuclear, um, that's going to wipe a lot of stuff out for a long time. Is it really that bad? So I called John Cochran back up and I asked him, does he see the crisis now? Uh, no. You know, the world has not uh, fallen off a cliff. And that, you know, the, the proposal we were talking about then, this troubled assets relief program to buy up lots of mortgage-backed securities, that hasn't even started happening yet. So, um, Okay. But, but, you know, I think anybody living in America just thinks this is, this is terrible what's happening. This is a total crisis. And you're still saying it's, it's, it's a crisis, but it's not. <laughs> well, uh, so what, what exactly is terrible? So what, what has happened is that um, through the last month, the um, yields on, on uh, bonds that carry some risk have gone through the roof. So if you're, if you're willing to take on some risk of default – uh, in your bond portfolio, you can get an astounding rate of return right now. People are just unwilling to lend to things that might be risky. So that, that price has gone through the roof. Um, what, what else has happened? Or have I been asleep? Uh, stock market goes way up, way down, oh, yeah, way up, way down. the stock market crash. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stock market crash. I, I shouldn't have forgotten that uh, one. You know, <laughs> banks, all, <laughs> banks all over the world teetering on the edge of collapse. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this the stock market. I, I, I mean, I didn't forget that one. That That's included in... Uh, people just are are not willing to hold risky stuff right now. So price of risky stuff has declined and, and willingness to, to lend that sort of stuff. Yeah, so banks have – well, they did teeter on the collapse, but now the government's uh, taken them over. So the banks aren't teetering on the edge right, of collapse Right, but that's anymore. thanks to the big nuclear option that you – No, no, we didn't do – no, it's not. So uh, the nuclear option didn't do anything. What um, So what I think they ended up doing is forgetting about this plan to buy up all the mortgage-backed securities. I think they recognized um, – what we were saying, not 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 that they listened to us or anything, but they recognized the same sort of obvious thing that this was a vast lake of stuff and that buying it up wasn't going to help. What they did was they bought a lot of of uh, stock in these banks. They recapitalized them in um, in and that was essentially what most of us were calling for one way or another. We might be unhappy about exactly how they did it. Um, so they that's what they did, which was not the nuclear option we were all upset about last time I talked to you. I guess the question is, is it working? Well, working is a good um, um, – so the, there is there's not a run on the banks, which is all a good thing. And uh, the Federal Reserve continues to do what I think an admirable job of, of flooding the country with, with money and um, uh, making sure that we don't repeat the experience of the Great Depression. Um, now, working, um, I think uh, – my view is emerging that it's – what's going on is not really centered in the banks so much anymore. Uh, which in one sense is is good and in one sense is bad. It's meaning that just uh, these recapitalizing the banks things aren't going to solve it all in one fell swoop. Uh, the crisis should have been instantly over in the sort of bank-centered view of things. And now I think we're just in the, the next phase, which is um, it's going to be hard to get a loan unless you have um, pretty good credit. What do you mean this isn't a bank problem? That's been the, sort of the whole premise. <laughs> it's a bank problem, right? Well, um, lots of most of what's going on now um, doesn't necessarily involve banks, by which I mean. Uh, so let's take um, let's take an example. Uh, junk bonds are trading. Junk bonds meaning bonds of companies that um, are in in some danger of bankruptcy, but not immediate, are trading at all time uh, all time lows. The, the return you can get from investing in any kind of corporate bond is just off the roof right now. Now, so in other words, if you're willing to lend the money, they will pay you a lot of interest. 
They will pay you a lot of interest. A, even a BAA bond now, I just looked it up, it's in the 9 to 10% range compared to 1% for treasuries. So this is just dramatic bonds are on sale. Now, that has nothing to do with banks. That's about you and me going to our portfolios and clicking on I'd like a bond fund. And that's about bonds of companies that don't have anything to do with banks. We're, I, the big thing going on right now is we're in this moment that uh, the risky stuff is, um, is hard to sell. But doesn't it sort of have something to do with banks? Because the reason we're worried about those companies is in part because they can't get loans from banks sometimes or lines of credit or, you know, well, doesn't it come I, down I, to I, banks at the bottom? Uh, to some extent, banks are a smaller fraction of the economy than we think they – than we tend to talk about uh, them being. There, there are typically – they're about 20 – they hold about 20 percent of the debt outstanding. A vast majority of debt is like most people's mortgages uh, were issued by a mortgage broker, go into mortgage-backed security and that's held directly by some other fund. It's not You're saying it's not the banks that bank. are lending them all their money, these companies. They're borrowing from us and we're right now not willing to do, to do that. We, exactly. We are now not willing to lend. And you also see this in the banks. So the banks got recapitalized and in this bank-centered story, well, they, they were just dying to make loans and they just needed some capital to make the loans. Well, now they've got all the capital they could want and their debt is guaranteed by the federal government and yet they don't seem to be very anxious to make loans either. I mean nobody uh, is very anxious to make loans right now either in or outside of the banks. That's what leads me to say it's not fundamentally a banking problem which, and it's not clear it's fundamentally a problem in that sense. Um, you know, if, if everybody in this country isn't willing to hold some risks, well, uh, there's not much the government can do about it. I hear stunned silence on the other end. <laughs> yeah, so are you just saying, yeah, it's the right answer. I'm not going to lend you money, buddy, because I'm worried about you. Or are you saying people are un irrationally afraid and they need to chill out and eventually we'll be lending at lower rates? Uh, well, I, I think we will eventually be lending at somewhat lower rates, but not totally lower rates. I, I think we all learned a lesson here that there is if you if you lend – if you make risky loans, there is a chance that they could default. <laughs> I mean, I guess the question is, did the government need to intervene in a big way? I mean, I understand you object to the buying up of the toxic securities, but uh, the government is still doing bailouts to the tunes of, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. Oh, and trillions coming. No, so I, I will be happily say that the government needed to intervene to prevent a bank run. We, 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 we could well, you know, the problem was that we were heading for a run on these 10, 8, 9, 10 large commercial banks. And that truly would have been a disaster. Thanks to John Cochran for that. That's going to do it for us today here on Planet Money. I'm David Kestenbaum. And I'm Dan Costello. Thanks for listening. Is there-